Hello beautiful being, welcome to Love to Light, a space for the unfolding of a sacred lifestyle for you and the future generations. By living your soul purpose with love and abundance, that your light shines brighter than ever before. In my podcasts, I invite you to ask yourself essential questions and I give you practical tools about how to create the sacred lifestyle for you and your family, connected to a deeper purpose to live and embody your fullest potential. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today I choose to introduce, at the same time go a little bit more into the depths of a new topic that I am working with and that is very, very important to me in my own life, in my own family life and at the same time I feel like it is such a brilliant and beautiful tool that I would love to share more with the world that we can take so much advantage of for ourselves and for our families. Um, so today I want to talk about human design and human design for families especially. First I just want to say just a few words about what human design is. Human design is basically um, a synthesis of ancient and modern science and it holds the science of astrology, of the Wanching, of the Kambalah and also the chakras and um, it is connected to the electromagnetic field so that goes um, into the area of quantum physics. So what human design does, it actually gives us really a profound um, information and insights about our own psychology. And there are certain strategies or techniques that you can use within this information that human design is holding to really live a fulfilled life. Um, if you want to have more details about how does it function, what is human design actually, I do have a free masterclass on my website. So you just go to lovetolight.org and then you click on um, free resources. And under the free resources, you scroll down until you find the masterclass for human design. And I explain the basics of human design if you don't have any understanding. What I personally find so significant about human design is that it can be placed as like a woohoo weird thing. But the interesting thing about it is as soon as I start sharing with people about their design, they can see themselves so deeply reflected in what I am sharing. And this is for me basically the, the strongest proof that there is something true to it. 
that it is holding at least some kind of information that we can use to live more in alignment with ourselves and therefore also the people around us. So for me, it is not about holding on to the science of it, but using it and implementing it into real life and seeing and testing if it makes sense. And until now, it does very much. (laughs) So what I want to share here today is that every person is defined as a certain energy type. And with this energy type, you do have a specific signature. That is how it's called. And there is a signature of peace, of satisfaction, of success, and of surprise. And this signature comes or is sensible in your life once you start living according to your design and you are starting to live your true nature which is the energy type that you are there's also an authority that's how it's called there's a life path line that you are following and if you have knowledge about these aspects and then it goes more into death but these help you so much to understand yourself better and also how how to live your self-lived your true nature your signature because there's also like I want to call it you know there's a yin and a yang you know there's a, a light and a dark part of it so your signature when you're living according to your design is what I already said peace satisfaction success and surprise but there's also the other side of the metal And those are the elements of anger, frustration, bitterness, and disappointment. And they are called the not-self aspects. And these are felt or experienced if we are not living according to our design. So the thing is, human design is a very complex and a very layered a system and it can be used in many many different ways you can use it for your own deeper understanding you can use it in relationships to understand your partner or your relationship on a deeper level you can use it within your job there are certain um, companies that are built up on human design because certain types have certain qualities and they're used in their quality within their company to bring forth the best potential they they are holding as the human being that they are. You can use it within your own marketing as an entrepreneur. Um, What is your marketing strategy? There's a lot out there about this, uh, human design and marketing. And... You can only uh, also, sorry, not only, (laughs) you can also use it for family constellations, for a conscious parenting, for raising your children according to their design. And this is what intrigues me the most, maybe also from my own experience as a mother and knowing the design of my son. 
because he has a very different design than I have. And it is so empowering for me or for us as parents. I'm not just talking about me. There are a lot of people who are working with human design in their family constellation. Still, I feel like there's there can be much more. It can be much more elevated and spread this consciousness and this possibility because it holds so much and it empowers our children to actually make choices according to their true nature according to who they truly are and if we already raise them with this knowledge there is so much less potential for conditioning and therefore also deconditioning in their later life if we already support them in understanding their true nature their type their design their potentials and also their challenges we can we can support them in becoming so much more strengthened and and um integrated in themselves growing up and yeah it's it it helps them already um, to get to know themselves on a deeper level children are picking up really quickly on this information if you explain it to them, if you just live it with them, um, they are very, very open to understand these mechanics. And they are, they are very flexible because you are actually supporting them in what feels the most aligned, the most true, the most integrated for them. So there will not be any resistance. And that's the crazy and interesting thing about it. And what you actually do is that you are learning, you are receiving the knowledge about yourself, first of all. What is your design? What is your signature? What are your mechanics? What is your authority to live and to embody? And from there to understand what is their design. And with this, this information, you can truly support them in their true needs and what they need to feel loved, to feel seen and to feel respected. And if you would imagine that you are teaching your child from a very young age that they respect you and your design and you respect them, it will come back. You know, if we respect them, if we love them, if we make them feel seen, this is what they will mirror back to us. This is what they will mirror back to the world. And there's much less... Um, I want to say shadow parts, conditioning parts that we are kind of placing up on them because we simply don't have the knowledge. It is not that we don't have the capacity. It's because we don't have the knowledge. And this is where human design kicks in. To make it a little bit more tangible, I will use the rest of the time to give examples for conscious parenting, 
connected to the different energy types, which is like the first information that re you receive. It's like the most important information, and then there are many layers built up on. But to start with, I will start with the energy types, and there are four different types. By the way, I will also link in the captions a website where you can easily look up the information about yourself, about your children. So listening to that, you also know what energy type your child is, because if you don't know, you know, you cannot do much about it or with it. So there are four energy types. We have the generators, we have the projectors, we have the manifestors, and we have the reflectors. There is a mutation which is a combination of the generator and the manifestor, which is the manifesting generator. I will not point them out exclusively in this time, but what you can say is for their type and their design, you can refer very much to the generator as well. And there will be parts that you can see in this child from the manifester as well. So just listen to both of them and, and kind of fuse them together. Generators are like the biggest amount in our population. They are the only type that have a defined sacral center, which means they are the powerhouses in our society. They have a defined life force energy. They are very powerful, very creative, very active beings. And they are here, their strategy is to respond to life. So they're not made, they're not here to initiate. And this is what we so often do with generators as well as with projectors. We teach them to become manifestors who are here to initiate. But they are not here and made to initiate. Generators are here to respond. So the most powerful thing we can do for a generated child is to not expect things from them and to also not tell them what they have to do because that will very likely lead towards frustration which is the non-self signature what I already said earlier so if you have a generated child and you experience frustration with them then you know there's there's pressure on them, there are either expectations or there is no space to live their creative freedom. And what we can do with the generator child where they feel the most seen and respected is to ask them, to ask them very simple questions. Do you want to eat now? Do you want to play this game? Do you want to go outside for a walk? Do you like to paint? Do you like to wear these clothes? So they can respond in a yes or no. And if they do respond with a no, to ask them, well, what do you want then? What do you want differently? 
And this is where they can already learn from a very young age to respond to questions of life. Yes. So the next type are the projectors. Projectors are around 20% of the world population and they are the first group of non-energetic beings. So they have by definition an undefined sacral center. Which means they are not here with a consistent work and life force energy. Those are children with energies that need time for themselves. They need time to recharge. They are not the ones who are on full on 100% every day, all day long, because they don't, they only have in certain moments for a certain amount of time access to that energy whereas generators they need to wear themselves out you know they need to do things be active all day so they are emptying themselves out through the day and they can have a good sleep with projectors it's differently projectors are here to observe to manage to guide so they are also very often as young children very observing and examinating their surrounding they can come over as dreamy as slow as somewhere else <laughs> and but this is their nature this is what they do they observe the world their surrounding to get a deeper understanding of how everything functions and for them, the most powerful thing where they feel the most seen, where they feel the most loved is by invitation and recognition. So if you do invite a projector, do you want, would you like to play with me or do you want to share with me how your day was? Or I would love to paint with you. Or I know you are so good at picking beautiful flowers. Um, would you like to pick a flower bouquet with me? This is where they feel so seen. This is where where they bloom open if they feel a yes to it they will respond a yes and they will bloom and they might also talk and share and make the most beautiful painting or the most beautiful flower bouquet you can imagine and this is where you you acknowledge them how they feel loved and seen and respected through invitation then we have the manifestors and the manifestors are um, a quite smaller percentage it's around five to seven percent and the manifestors are actually the only type that is on earth to initiate 
they're also non-sacral beings so they don't have a defined sacral center they are not here to actually work like the generators to bring in their work their life force energy and do things they are also quite i want to say like periodic cyclic beings they have a rush of energy and they do things but they're not the types that are actually putting their hands on they are the ones who are um, like they're like the checks and balance they're the ones who are overlooking everything they're the ones who initiating the idea and the crazy thing is that in our society very often generators and manifestors are raised oppositely generators are trained and conditioned to be manifestors to initiate even though they're made to respond and manifestors are made to be generators to do things to be active to actually respond to the or to be obedient to their parents and this is where a very strong non-self kicks in as anger so the non-self signature of a manifester is anger so if they don't feel the freedom of expressing their creativity expressing their power of initiation of saying i want to do this and the parents are constantly saying no you cannot do that or you have to do it that way there will be a lot of anger there will be a lot of tantrums so the best thing you can do for a manifested child is to teach them to ask for permission and then to be very aware of the fact that if they ask for permission to give them a yes as much as possible because gen manifestors very often feel as if they would anyway never get the permission to do what they truly want to do so they start to hide away they start to lie they start to not say the things the way they do it the worst case they just do it without asking without informing this is their strategy to inform so if we teach them to ask for permission which is a way of informing and we say yes then they can come in their full potential and their full power on the other hand if we do have to say no and there are tantrums of anger arising to hold them in their anger to be there for them and to give them the space to let it out because the worst thing we can do with a manifester is to suppress their anger as parents so they they feeling suppressed in their own discharge of this anger the last and quite rare type are the reflectors they're only about 1% of the world population still we have them around so if you do have a reflector child they are quite different than all other types 
because their centers are all undefined. So all of their energetic centers are open. And the most important thing about it is to know that they, since they have an undefined head and root center, which are the pressure centers, they constantly feel as if they are under pressure. As well as they always have an open jeet center, which is the center of um, orientation, of direction, of um, the self of your soul. So what is so important with reflectors is to not put them under pressure and to listen carefully to them if they feel to be in the right place with the right people. And if they don't feel, if they actually say that they don't feel good in their room or at the school that they're at, it holds a lot of responsibility because most of the times it's not done by just changing, you know, redecorating the room, but it ne there needs to be a change. There needs to be a change in the room, there needs to be a change of the class or even the school or, or the sports club because they don't feel good there. They're not at the right place with the right people. And to not put them under pressure in their decision making. They need a lot of time to take decisions. They're not like a generator who can respond with a quick yes or no. They need to let all the information flow through them. Their strategy is to wait a full moon cycle to take a decision and in this to take important life decisions. So the most beautiful thing you can do for reflectors so they experience love and respect and being seen by their parents and family is to give them the right place and the right time all right so this is a little bit a longer um, podcast this time it's because this topic is so dear to me and i can share so much about it this was a little introduction and in the following podcast i will also share more about more specific aspects that was a little introduction i hope you enjoyed it i hope that it will give you some inspiration for your own parenthood and your children if you want to know more about your design the design of your children how to work with it specifically then feel free to reach out to me i do offer um, readings especially also for parents and their families to really go into depth and detail about your specific design and the design of your children so with this i wish you a beautiful day a beautiful time and hear you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.